0: Karen is the proven expert in addiction treatment. A recent independent study showed that
1: 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit caron.org slash real. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Addicts Podcast. My name is Mung. Just kidding, everybody, it's Los. This is the Los special episode. The, the train is off the rails. the Papa's not here. The mouse is out to play, or whatever. The cat's in the cradle with the silver spoon. Mung's gone, baby. He's getting some early Halloween uh, trick or treating done, and this is my show now.
0: It's it's our show now, Lois. Our <laughs> okay, show. Okay,
1: fine. We'll welcome super producer Dan onto the set.
0: Thanks for that uh, that very welcome introduction. I feel so I feel so accepted. Normally, I never it- get to say anything.
1: It's good to be accepted. It's good to be part of something. It's good to be something part of something that's been going hundred and two episodes. Week eight recap. Week nine preview. What a game! What a what a week! What a week this week! Wow! I can't do this well.
0: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> no, we're good.
0: We're good. We're good. Are we going to keep rolling here? Do you want me to, like, I'm confused what's going on.
1: <laughs> You're the producer, man. Let's, Let's roll keep going. if you want
0: to. Let's just keep going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have to do two jobs today. That's not fair. I'm not getting paid twice as much.
1: No, actually, actually I am getting paid twice as much. I oh, took I Long's money and, well, do, don't, don't, don't let anybody know that happened, I guess. Everybody at, the, uh, everybody at corporate might get pretty upset about <laughs> yeah, that. Right. Speaking of corporate, our corporate sponsors... Leading into the Gillette close shape of the week, this week we saw a showdown of epic proportions. San Francisco in Arizona, Arizona down 15-3 to in the fourth quarter, almost a baseball score. Things were looking bleak for the home team, but then a light switched on. Byron Leftwich remembered that he was supposed to be calling plays this game. He got out of the locker room, picked up his playbook. He's the offensive coordinator, after all. And he took his rookie quarterback Josh Rosen and orchestrated two fourth-quarter passing touchdowns to Larry Fitzgerald and the rookie rookie Christian Kirk to take the lead and the victory at home. Get your close shaves like like Josh Rosen with Gillette. The best of it could get. Want to try blades for less? (laughs) It's easy. Just choose the right blades for you. Order conveniently on the website, by email, or by text, and your blades will get shipped right to your door. Start today and get $3, not one, not two, $3 off your first order.
0: I'm a little confused here. Who did you just give that to? Did you give it to Josh Rosen, or did you give it to Brian Lefwitch?
1: Can a coach win this award? No, no, no. It's It's Josh Rosen coming in, rookie, you know that he's got that honking nose he's throwing <laughs> touchdowns he's doing good he is your close shave player of the week plus you can tell he uses Gillette close shaves with it with with that peach fuzz that he's got coming off his chin
0: well that's good for him i'm glad that he's able to grow such a a wonderful little beard there let's go on to the first <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> game <laughs> why did you bring like
1: i'm sorry i'm sorry folks Things are going to be a little different, uh, Mung. I hope he's not eating too much Chris, uh, Halloween candy. Do you think it's time to get into the game previews?
0: Yeah, let's just also not tell Mung we recorded this at all, and just be like, yeah, okay. there isn't there isn't an episode this week, so he doesn't just yell at us.
1: <laughs> that's perfect. That that's a great idea. All right, lead us into Thursday night football. Oakland at San Francisco. Another barn burner coming. Uh, Despite trading away a good portion of their team, the Raiders hung tough with Indianapolis for most of this game, actually. This is not a bad matchup for them for hopes of fantasy production. But what are you going to do? I'm not going with Carr in the short week. He's way too inconsistent. He doesn't have the legitimate weapons around him. Uh, Seth Roberts was his top wide receiver this week. Two catches, 42 yards, and a touchdown followed very closely by not Jordy Nelson, not Martavis Bryant, but Brandon LaFell. Are you staking your playoff hopes on them? Boy, I hope you're not. Jared Cook was fine, four catches, five targets, 75 yards in the touchdown, and should be fine here as well. The new and, quote-unquote, improved, if you want to call it that, running back committee in Oakland was led by Doug Martin, getting 13 carries, 72 yards with two targets, to Jalen Richards, two carries, 14 yards only, but eight targets uh, for 50 yards. To me, uh, Richard is the only option on this team right now other than Jared Cook and only as a PPR running back three or flex. Uh, If Derek Carr can play well this next game, he's got a couple weeks actually coming up with really nice um, matchups. So he could be a a going forward stream play if you need to plug a quarterback in. But I'd hold off for one more week here. For the San Francisco side of the football, San Francisco has a short week to prepare for the Oakland offense, if you want to call it that. Matt Breida decided yet again to play, and I was left with mustard all over my shirt. Horrible plex flay, egg on my face, mustard on my pants. If Matt is healthy, he is dominating carries here. 16 carries to six for Morris and just two for Mostert. Kendrick Bourne led the wide receivers, seven catches on 10 targets for 71 yards. And if you've never heard of him before, yeah, That is the first time you've heard his name said on this podcast. And Mung's not even here to hear it. You all know how I feel about betting on consistency, and Bourne is not doing it for me. Uh, And for the Goodwin believers, he scored fine this week, but his line was just one catch, 55 yards, and that long touchdown. If you think you want to rely on a one-catch player as your wide receiver two or three, be my guest. Uh, George Kittle's a tight end one, and that's all I want from this team, just him.
0: I have nothing to say about this game. Are you even going to watch this game?
1: Um, no, I'm going to be, uh, I'll be getting some late trick-or-treating done, uh, oh, of course. On, Hall- on, uh, on All Saints Day or whatever it might be.
0: <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> uh, who, who, uh, so I'm who do you to, got? i going to take
1: Oakland at home just, just cause.
0: You're taking Oakland?
1: Ah. Oh, I'm sorry, San Francisco at home, I mean. Okay, I was going to say, you, you don't
0: want that dumpster fire. I, I'm also going to nope. take San Francisco.
1: And Mung also noted that he'll be taking San Francisco. Hopefully I can pull some pull ahead of the lead uh, this week. That would be nice. Chicago, your Chicago Bears at the Buffalo Bills. 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern, noon central. No London games this week. Thank goodness. I do not like waking up to set lineups at 6 a.m. on Sunday. Regardless. Yours yours mine our Chicago Bears turned in a nice 24 to 10 win at home here versus the Jets. Mitch Trubisky added another 50 yards on the ground rushing to two touchdowns and 220 yards in the air. He's been playing very very well, and I'd stream him this week for sure with six teams on the bye. Jordan Howard got some play here with 22 carries, which is more like what we were expecting if this team gets the lead to six touches for Cohen. They both have flex to running back two upside again here in Buffalo. Taylor Gabriel led the wide receivers with 50 plus yards, but Allen Robinson may be back this week. Um, this shouldn't be too high scoring of, of a game, so I'd actually do my best to avoid the Chicago receivers this week. Trey Burton is a low-end tight end one. His usage dipped again, and he is just touchdown dependent. For the Buffalo Bills side of the football, uh, it's just LaShawn McCoy for me as a low-end running back two. Chicago's been awesome against running backs all season. Maybe, Charles Clay, if you're in a deep, deep league, Chicago has been susceptible to tight end touchdowns time and again. They sort of get lost in the defense.
0: Yeah, their defense has been real good. I mean, I watched that whole game yesterday. And I just felt like Crowell, just like every single time he had the ball, it was just for no gain, no gain, one yard, no gain. Um,
1: That's that's what we like to see.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, I have one running back related question for you though. Cohen versus Howard, rest of season. Who is the one to Uh, own?
1: Because I mean,
0: but but look here, look here. I mean, yesterday was Howard's. Like it was, it was the game script was him. Like twenty-two carries. The Bears were ahead. Um, I
1: think at this point, but, well, uh, you can go, you can go. Even with that, he was just sort of okay, though. I, I really think this offense is more dynamic with Cohen now. And with the with the injury to Kyle Long, I, I think that's going to spell even more trouble for the inside running of Jordan Howard. What do you, what do you think?
0: Well, I'm sort of looking at it this way. if, uh, If it's a game that the Bears are supposed to win, then Jordan Howard is going to have 22 carries and probably a touchdown. But if it's a game where the Bears are, it's going to be close, it's probably Cohen. And you know what, you look at the schedule, there's going to be more games where it's going to be close than games that the Bears are supposed to win. I mean, I think you're
1: absolutely right. I think there's two games on there
0: that I think it's San Francisco that they're going to have an easy time and uh, next week at Buffalo and that's it. Everything else is close.
1: It sounds like Cohen to me. A lot more passing, a lot more opportunity, catching a lot more balls. And when he's in open space, we saw he only had one catch this week, but he broke it for a 70-yard touchdown.
0: Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess that's more of a PPR versus standard kind of thing here at the same time. But, I don't know, Cohen, Cohen might be the best to own in both.
1: Yeah, I, I I actually think I agree mostly from week to week. In games where the Bears should lead, like this week, I think they're both running back twos. But otherwise, I think Cohen's more of the low end running back two, and and Howard takes the take this takes the seat down to a flex spot. I, I wish it wasn't that case. Hard Howard was one of my uh, one of my go to guys heading into this season.
0: Right. All right. Uh, so who do you have? I'm guessing Chicago. I will take everybody. I'm going to take the
1: Chicago Bears on the road here.
0: <laughs> You're not going to take the home team. No home no, team, I'm no not home field advantage team. here?
1: <laughs> no, no sir. No sir. They can, if they don't win it'll be a shame for Buffalo, but not for me. Yeah. Agreed. All right mung will take the bears as well kansas city at cleveland the browns kansas city handled the broncos fairly well certainly better than their first meeting and came away with the w again pat mahomes threw another four touchdowns a touchdown for kelsey two touchdowns for sammy watkins on eight catches on 107 yards as denver tried to take away tyreek hill and sammy watkins is exactly why the game plan won't necessarily work of taking away hill now the groin may take away Hill, but that's a whole nother thing there. Uh, just too many weapons on this offense. Hill was held to three catches, 70 yards. Certainly not what you're used to, but definitely not upsetting. Just make sure he's healthy because there, there is word that he tweaked his groin, and he's probably not going to play this week. Uh, start all of your guys here versus Cleveland. As for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland uh, gets the solid offensive matchup this week, though I don't expect them to be able to keep up or score 30 points. If you're absolutely desperate, Baker Mayfield may be a decent stream here. Nick Chubb's a running back, too, and he has control of this backfield. He's a very talented runner and has a chance to break a 50-yarder each touch. Unfortunately, his O-line doesn't quite support that talent, uh, and neither did his coaching. But the entire coaching staff, except for Bounty Gates' uh, Greg Williams, is gone now, so we'll see what might change. Jarvis Landry is a high-end wide receiver, too, here last week going eight catches, 12 targets, 39 yards only. But more opportunity will present itself this week here. Lastly, David who will be a fine tight end one despite Seth DeAlf stealing the touchdown and no catches versus Pittsburgh. A lot of people projected a return to grace for Duke Johnson, and he rewarded them with two catches for 13 yards and zero rushing yards. Don't touch him. Oh, uh, Antonio Callaway is an interesting flex here. He may drop two touchdowns through his hands, or he may score 20 points free this week. Um, Kansas City games are always great for both teams.
0: I mean, are we really going to put any—I mean, with with the— Cleveland fired two coaches today. Yeah. Do we really want to be playing this many players from their team?
1: No, no. Like, I, I, I mean, I
0: don't. Like, do, do they even have an offensive court? Like, who's gonna who's gonna run the offense next week? Do we know yet? Like, do they? Announce yeah, anything? I think
1: they. I think they said that the quarterbacks coach is stepping up to uh, to do the job. So if it's the quarterbacks coach, really coach the quarterback. Quarterbacks throw the football. Quarterbacks hand off the football. So that would be good for the quarterback. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, does. <laughs>
0: It's like Cleveland is such a mess of a city. I, I mean, <laughs> it, it, I know, I know we're, the we're straying a bit. On the from, lake. Yeah, we're a bit. It's from, called the mistake on the lake. We're straying a bit from the NFL here, but like the day before, the the Cleveland Cavs also fired their coach. Like I, I'm starting to think here that maybe, maybe the the Browns here forgot that they can do that, and they're like, oh yeah, like look look what our I'm, NBA. I'm starting to is. see. Yeah, I'm starting <laughs> to see a pattern here. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, what do you think was the was like the straw that broke the camel's back here, because I mean, he goes zero oh, sixteen, and, and apparently that's okay. And then something happened mm-hmm. in this past game that was worse than that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, you know what I mean. I, it's like it makes no. I'm sense. I'm not entirely certain what it was. I I think maybe it was maybe it's because ownership really wanted to push the tie here, and they just couldn't for another for another week this season. I I don't know. It's a mess in Cleveland. It's though crazy. I'm so glad yeah. I'm not a Browns fan. At least
0: they're they're being set on the right track now.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, their head coach right now, uh, you know, led the entire Bounty Gate scandal with the Saints. So we'll see what's going to happen, what's going <laughs> to come nice. out of Cleveland.
0: <laughs> all right. I, I have Kansas City here. I think everybody does. Y- yeah.
1: Kansas City by 45 and a half points. Yeah. Mung agrees. Yeah. New York Jets at Miami. Um. I had said that I want none of the Jets last week, and that doesn't change much at all here. Isaiah Crowell is a flex play, and that's it. Of note, if you have room, um, Eli Maguire would be a deep league or desperation add. Preseason, he was looking like the preferred back to Bilal Powell, so some work could be in store for him. Obviously, you're not starting him here. Obviously, you're just, you know, very deep league, only if you've got the room. As for Miami, Miami is a yearly anomaly with weird, inconsistent production from week to week. None of it can be trusted. None of it can be relied upon. Brock Osweiler finished his month month out with zero touchdowns and one interception. He might cede the job back to Ryan Tannehill. Here. Gore and Drake split the running back work equally, and I like neither. Drake is the flex play if the choice is necessary, but if he doesn't score a touchdown, he's not been good at all. Really, the only one I want is Amandola as a PPR flex. Five catches, six targets, 43 yards through a touchdown. Not amazing, but I think it's the most reliable line here. The elephant in the room here is, of course, Devontae Parker, third-year sensation uh, wide receiver. Six catches, nine targets, 134 yards, finally seeing some production if he could get traded to a good team or a team whose coaching staff doesn't hate him, who knows? Maybe he could be a wide receiver one even. But alas, he is at bench a bench stash. At be- at bench, he's a, at best a bench stash for me, and I'm gonna take Miami at home here. Anything from you, Dan?
0: I, I mean, the one thing that I notice uh, in in our notes here is is there's no mention of uh, that other uh, the other running back on the Jets, Cannon. I don't know. Did he have that kind yeah. of a game that we we just don't care anymore, and it's all going to be Eli uh, uh, Eli McGuire? Like, yeah, I, no, I understand. That I mean, this is C- his first. C- Cannon's like,
1: a Mung guy. I I'm not a Cannon guy. I didn't I like see. him last week. I don't like him this week. He's not in my notes. <laughs> well, I'm just saying,
0: like you know, like he he's still there. It's still going to be uh, like McGuire and him kind of battling for that backup role. Um, and I I mean Crowell. Eh. He's gonna get I outplayed eventually, so it's really those two guys.
1: The only place you can touch can is, is if you're in a PPR league. If you have a very deep sixteen-team sort of league, I, this is not somebody who can be relied upon.
0: That's fair. Yep. I just I just pointed it out because you, you, know, you mentioned McGuire. You got Yep,
1: he was he was a noticeable uh, leave-off. Yeah. Right.
0: All right. Yep. Fine. i I'm, I'm taking Miami.
1: All right, so does Mung. Um, Assuming Tannehill returns, I personally don't think it makes a difference. I don't either. Both teams are bad. Uh, Detroit at Minnesota. Tough loss. Tough, tough loss for the Lions versus Seattle. I thought they would have done better there. Marvin Jones finally broke out. Seven catches, ten targets, 117 yards, two touchdowns. And Golden Tate gave us seven catches on 12 targets for 50, while Kenny Galladay was held to one catch, 12 yards. I would still rate them Tate then Jones, then Galladay this week if Xavier Rhodes is able to suit up, um, and he'll probably shadow um, Kenny Galladay. If not, Galladay is back over Jones despite just the one catch day. They're each very talented and can give you two touchdowns at any point and will need to score – uh, and throw here versus Minnesota. Hurryon Johnson was in for much of the passing plays. Gave us six catches, eight uh, six catches on eight targets, sixty nine yards. Added to his line of eight carries, twenty two yards rushing. He's a high end running back two right now. And like I've said before, the kid's very talented. He's he's going to be golden as long as theoretic stays off the field. Stafford will be a solid low end quarterback one this week. As for Minnesota, a loss for Minnesota against the Saints helped the Bears claim the lead in the NFC North. All right. Nothing really changing for anyone here until Delvin Cook gets healthy. Murray's a running back, too. Kirk's a solid quarterback, one, one of my favorites always. And the wide receivers continue to roll. Diggs had a nice week after a bit of a lull with 10 catches, 11 targets, 119 yards in the touchdown. Another week where he led the team in targets. Adam Thielen gave us an eighth straight week of 100 yards plus uh, 103 yards on seven catches plus touchdown. Just as solid as it gets. Rudolph's fine, four catches, for the yards, not not lighting your pants on fire. It's a lot less disappointing when compared to the zero catches for from Njoku or Izoma from this week. Tight end just tight end just is a dumpster fire this season.
0: It really is. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I got burned by Njoku. Is it Njoku or Nyoku? I, I feel
1: like it, it do you know? I it depends on how well he does. When he gets his zero <laughs> zero catches, yeah. then his name is firmly in joku.
0: Okay, uh, yeah, he burned me this week too. I'm, I mean, I'm still gonna win, but no, oh, okay. he had a great match.
1: Problems over here.
0: Uh, I have, a, I have a question though about Diggs. Like, what's going on? Sure. Are you trading him? If you own him, uh, are you? Uh, oh, what yeah. are you doing?
1: If If I own him, I would trade him immediately for like Robbie Anderson or something. Especially oh yeah, of like. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No, but this like, season in, I'm, in, in I'm very happy to have him. He's a, they're both in my book, they're both low-end wide receiver one types. It's a thing. Diggs has the higher upside, but he also has that floor where he can bottom out at times, as we've seen. But Thielen is just rock solid. He's he's part of what's killing uh, Kyle Rudolph. Um, but he's rock solid out of the flex. People can't cover him. He's just one of those talent-type guys, like a Doug Baldwin, who, unfortunately, he's slowing down a little bit this year. But one of those style—I mean, he's better than Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin never strung together eight—, eight, uh, eight games of 100 plus yards
0: i mean actually we can bring up doug baldwin baldwin later i actually have some questions on yeah. him but like i actually think that that uh Thielen is not eating into Diggs production uh, i Diggs no. is good Diggs is good on its own and he's drawing coverage from usually the best running back or a mm-hmm. cornerback and uh i think this is just Diggs. he plays he plays good against good teams
1: <laughs> Diggs gets some lower it's, percentage throws because uh, he, he runs down there for the deep ball more often right. than, than Thielen as right. well. Um, but Kirk, Kirk clearly takes the shots. I mean, his efficiency hasn't been great too. Diggs the past couple weeks with lines of like four catches on 12 targets, but that's still 10 plus targets. Yeah, I mean, but he had like 14 catches
0: like two weeks ago or 14 yeah, targets exactly. in like
1: 11 catches.
0: And he seems to get the targets and, and Thielen is still getting 100 yards a game. And so I'm I'm, the way I look at it is it's not really Thielen. It's just, I think it's the matchup.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's a one, a one B situation. They're both very, very good. I'm a little jealous. Wish one of them was on the bears. Actually, Kirk cousins might be producing that more than, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I'm taking Minnesota at home. I'm going to
0: take Minnesota only because it's at home. Detroit's been, Detroit's been good. Uh, They've been like, I don't know, like sneaky good.
1: They have been, they have, they have been, they won against the Patriots this past week. Not so much, but Hey, that's why it's the NFL, right? Atlanta at Washington, Atlanta got a chance to rest their players on the bye, in Washington presents an interesting challenge. I wouldn't call it a challenging challenge. Julio Jones is way, way better than Josh Norman. So I'm very confident in his game here. If Sanu's healthy, he should have some opportunity to score here as well. Tevin Coleman's a running back too, who, Disappoints his owners left and right, but he does give you running back two production. And Edo Smith is a legitimate flex play. Uh, Matt Ryan should be a fine start as a quarterback one here. On uh, Washington, Adrian Peterson ran all over the Giants: twenty-six carries, one hundred and fifty yards in the touchdown, plus a receiving touchdown for the old man. He's a running back two again here as well as Chris Thompson, who will need to be more this game to keep up the Atlanta offense uh, if he's healthy to go. That is, I like them both here, despite only two catches for Thompson this game. If he's healthy to go, I think he's a he's a good PPR play as a running back, too, as well. If you're truly, truly desperate, this is the right matchup for wide receivers. The problem is Alex Smith and the market share of these wide receivers, they're just not playable. Doxon and Richardson each had five targets, and neither have been remotely consistent I'm avoiding it. Uh, try to find Chris Thompson instead if he was dropped. Also, Jordan Reed actually did have 12 targets despite another poor production game. Seven catches, 38 yards. Still giving you 10 plus points. His targets save him in PPR and keep him as a tight end one.
0: I have nothing to say here. I'm taking Atlanta.
1: I will take the Atlanta Falcons on the road. Tampa and so will Monk. Yeah, yeah. Let's, wow. let's keep He's, moving. What did he do? Steal all my picks? What a jerk. I know, uh, right? Tim- no, we're,
0: we're going to do this in record time. Look at this. We're just rolling. We're
1: just, we're flying away. You know, we're. we're Should we slow I, down I can, so
0: so people at work tomorrow have something to listen to
1: for longer? We're we can do that. Slow, we, we can we absolutely <laughs> do that. Well, no better time to slow down than time to set the lights, bring a little mood music in. You gotta you gotta drop for some mood mood music. Dan, I don't no? think we
0: have the okay. rights to any music right now.
1: Oh, okay. Well, maybe maybe Mon can work on that. But it's time <laughs> to talk about something magical, something fits magical. Jameis Winston threw four interceptions before being benched for the magical Ryan Fitz magic. We'll have to see what coaching decides here. It's looking like Fitzpatrick's going to get the start though. Also Mike Evans tweaked his leg in this game. Um, he looks like he's going to be okay for this week. Worthy early reports. Also, Deshaun Jackson requested to be traded. Uh, So there's a bunch of question marks here in Tampa right now. Either way, we've seen Fitz is good for the pass catchers. So OJ Howard and Deshaun Jackson are fine regardless of who ends up starting. If Evans misses time, I like Chris Godwin in the flex here. Ronald Jones is hurt. Peyton Barber keeps dominating running back touches. He's a running back two here after another 19 carry, 85 yard, and a touchdown day and zero passing work. Most of that going to Jaquiz Rogers, um, but you're not touching a quiz. We're not taking tests. We're not taking quizzes. We're just passing exams and winning weeks.
0: I mean, I have one question here. So Sure. So Deshaun Jackson requests to be traded like what? I think that rumor dropped yesterday. And, yeah, uh, uh, two, two days, yeah. Okay, two days ago, whatever. Uh, and they announced, I think it's official that Fitzpatrick is is going to start next week. I think you said Mike. Yep. I think he definitely is. Do you think this is to try to get Deshaun Jackson to stay? It could if you be. Look, I mean, if you look at his stats, if Deshaun Jackson's stats, he is way better with Fitzpatrick as as his quarterback.
1: Oh, the numbers don't lie. So it's he bad. had no it's touchdown. He's be better with, with wide
0: receivers. And now maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe he likes Deshaun Jackson, or maybe Winston just sucked really bad that no one was good with him. But I think this, this might have something to do with it.
1: Hmm. That may, that may, you may have, you may be onto something here. Um, that said, heading forward past this season... I don't know that they really care about Deshaun Jackson anymore. Chris Godwin's really good. Adam Humphreys is fine in the slot. Mike Evans is a top is a perennial top, you know, uh, play. I don't but know. Yeah, more I, I think they just want better. to win I games. Can, I can see that narrative.
0: Uh, and it's not really only a narrative. I think this is more of just a fantasy strategy at this point. Whenever Fitzpatrick plays, then you play Deshaun Jackson. Jackson.
1: <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah. completely agree with that. On the new new nope North Carolina, they're just called Carolina. Carolina Panthers side of the football, Cam Newton. Wow, let's rewind. Okay. On the Carolina side of the football, Cam Newton took this game over with the lead. Two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown on 50 rushing yards. Shades of Mitchell Trubisky. And Tampa Bay (laughs) gives Carolina a phenomenal matchup here. He and McCaffrey are easy quarterback one and running back ones. Greg Olson is a tight end one with tons of scoring opportunity this game. And similarly, if I really needed a flex option here, this is a week I would go ahead and use Devin Funchess. D.J. Moore did lead the wide receivers in yardage here, but Funches has had the most consistent chemistry with the wide receivers to this point. I think this week, if you're going to trust a uh, Carolina wide receiver, it's Funches, But two weeks from now and heading forward, D.J. Moore might be a really nice bench stash for, stash for you.
0: Yeah, I have nothing to say. Uh, that's that's fine. <laughs> Tampa Bay. All right, Carol- Tampa Bay has a bad, you know, pa- passing defense. Play everyone. Play all the wide. Yep. Receivers. Everybody.
1: Everybody's hurt, and, and each of their uh, each of their friends are hurt too. Who, who I'm going to take Carolina at home.
0: I'm going to take Carolina too. Well, you know what? We could get some Fitz magic.
1: Hmm. No, Fitz magic will happen. He's going to throw for 400 yards, and it's going to be a great day for everybody. But and Carolina's gonna still going to win by 10.
0: Oh, they're going to win by 10. Okay, fine. I'm going to yep. take Tampa Bay just to be different.
1: I believe. Oh, dang. Magic. Ooh. Who? <laughs> Pittsburgh at Baltimore, AFC North showdown. The Steelers took care of business despite just a boneheaded play by their kick returner, Jeff Swayham, letting the ball just roll and get recovered by the kicking team after they just recorded a safety That's for another podcast, though. The Ravens games are always tough, but you're not benching Brown, Juju, or James Conner. Maybe we have a Le'Veon Bell sighting this week. That would be really cool, but I'm highly doubting it. Um, Despite Road Big Ben being a real person and the guy who's probably going to show up this week, I just don't think there's actually enough good quarterback matchup streams this week to justify benching him for any streamers here. Uh, Hold your breath, say your prayers, take your vitamins, and, and get your flex on. As for the Baltimore Ravens, Joe Flacco was bad, B-A-D, bad, and not like Michael Jackson versus Carolina, but the Pittsburgh defense has a few more holes. I'm not starting him regardless. Uh, Buck Javorius Allen was barely in the box score despite the receiving touchdown, only three catches, zero rushes, and this is a game that they were behind. The game script should have provided him much more opportunity. To me, he was bailed out by the touchdown, and you cannot rely on that twice. I'd look to avoid him. Alex Collins is getting the bulk of the carries, but is a Lamar Miller style low end running back too. He added another touchdown and a fumble here. Um, Just really tough using him. Brown and Crabtree should see a bounce back here each getting still decent numbers of targets. And Willie State always gets these third down and fourth quarter targets, but only catches about half of them. Five of 11 for 54. Brown's a wide receiver, two here, despite a couple down weeks. And the other two uh, wide receivers are PPR flex plays this week.
0: Alex Collins is so frustrating. <laughs> is it yeah. just me? Like, if, if I had him, so like, he's exactly the type of player who you have sitting on your bench, and you're never going to start him, but... You don't want to drop him because he's too good to drop. I don't know right. It's just it's he's a bench clogger. He yep. really is. It's just it's it's like a mind a mind game that you have to play with yourself here.
1: Like he's a waste of space. He's a loaf of stale bread. What do you do with it? You can't feed it to the birds. They might explode and die, but you can't throw it out because the landfills are already too full. So it just sits yeah, there like, on your counter.
0: Like, I love that analogy because it totally <laughs> makes sense. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> I'm gonna take Pittsburgh here. I'm I'm also going to take Pittsburgh. I'd usually take Baltimore at home versus Pittsburgh. But something about this week and, and Pittsburgh and Baltimore, that showing they gave us last week, I, I think Pittsburgh gets it together this week. Um, Mung agrees, apparently. Baltimore Houston, is too weird this year. They're like, I don't pardon?
0: know. They, Baltimore is just a weird team this year.
1: Yeah. Well they they're doing this exotic stuff with their offense with with Lamar Jackson and, and throwing the football a lot more than we're used to seeing out of Joe Flacco. And the defense is really good, but Flacco can always turn the ball over and the defense no I mean any defense is, is liable to have a bad game once in a while.
0: Right. It's just, I don't know. Let's stop talking about
1: them. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not head. good enough to talk about. Houston, I think they are in lead in their division, but whatever. Houston at Denver. Deshaun Watson tossed five touchdowns, 240 yards with actually minimal rushing, uh, sub-20 yards. He's a mid-ranged quarterback one with good upside week-to-week. He lost Will Fuller for the year, though, who was one of his favorite targets. If Kiki Cutie can return, he should have weekly wide receiver two value. Deshaun Watson hits Hopkins and his, whoever the wide receiver two is – Tons, ten plus targets week to week typically. Hopkins is a beast. Another two touchdowns here, making everybody happy. I don't think Dante Freeman is actually close to returning at all this season since they haven't moved him off the pup. So Lamar Miller remains a low end running back too. He's getting the bulk of the production here. L. Al- Blue is here annoying. He can be there, vulturing touchdowns, but, but you're certainly not starting L. Blue. Um, as for uh, Denver. Case Keenum got off a very usable start versus Kansas City, like we thought he might have 262 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. I don't think I turned that way here. I can't trust him twice versus Houston. Phillip Lindsay started at running back and rushed for 18 carries, 95 yards and a touchdown with three catches and 30 yards. He's a running back here, running back two here, whether Royce Freeman is back or not. He's been really great this season. Uh, Devontae Booker did see nine carries, which he turned into 78 yards. He mainly helped run the game out later in the game. I don't think he's worth an ad at this point. Uh, the touchdowns were caught by Jeff Hewerman and Tim Patrick. So needless to say, the wide receivers disappointed you here. Demaryius Thomas, three catches, 30 yards, and Emmanuel Sanders, four for 57 before leaving with an injury. Demaryius Thomas is a wide receiver, three. If he couldn't get done versus Kansas City, then I'd try to avoid him until he shows me that he can. Cortland Sutton actually led the team in yardage with 78 yards, which is much more interesting Uh, than than anything else at this point, Um, especially more interesting if sometime tonight or tomorrow either Emmanuel Sanders or Demaryius Thomas do get traded. So keep an eye on those reports. Um, If so, I mean, I don't know how much production you can actually expect. Sanders is still going to be Sanders and Sutton, Sutton will fill in the Demaryius Thomas role, which I don't know how much actually better he is than Thomas. He he's definitely more of a dynasty play or a keeper play here. It's time to find a new quarterback, Denver. I, I'm sorry, you just signed him for the big money this season, but but Case Keenum's not your answer, and and Chad Kelly, well, he's not in the league anymore.
0: Yeah. So what do you th- what do you think is going on with Demarius Thomas here? Like in terms of fantasy, where do you think his best uh, landing spot would be?
1: Oh. Uh, Well, if uh, Josh Gordon doesn't show up for meetings anymore and they cut him, I think the Patriots would be a fine landing spot. They're not going to cut him.
0: He's he's playing this game right now. He has a catch already.
1: No, I I know, I know. I'm just saying. You never know what can happen tomorrow morning. Um, uh, Realistic landing spots? I mean, heck, the Cowboys might do something crazy, right?
0: I think that is, is pretty, I wouldn't say it's likely, but I think that's a good spot for him.
1: Yeah, like I think Cody that would I'm help Dak with. quite a bit, and yeah. I think that would actually return him to some value. Case Keenum is tanking Demarius Thomas, and he's he's getting old. Let's face it, he's 30, yeah. um, which isn't old. I'm also 30, but, you know, for, mean, for those of you who didn't know, I guess I just gave away my age. But uh, in the NFL, that, that's getting up there for speed receivers, and... I think he's got. I I think he definitely has some left in the tank for sure for a couple of seasons, but he's got to get away from Case Keenum and certainly not go to Washington with Alex Smith or something crazy.
0: Right, and you know what? I was actually thinking that Washington is seems like a likely destination oh. for him, and oh. it's, just, uh, it's just, it's just, it's not going to work. And Buffalo too would be another team that might take. Oh him yeah, and it's just like, don't yeah. do that. Uh, Please don't. His value is going to tank if if that happens. Miami you would know be what interesting.
1: I'd like actually. How about uh, how about the Jets? I don't think they have the 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 capital to pay for them.
0: No, but, they don't. But, um, and everyone's yeah. injured on that team. That would be interesting. I'm not.
1: I don't know if I believe in
0: Sam Darnold. Is it, at least this year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm Not excited yeah. about the Jets <laughs> in in any way.
1: No, no, you certainly can't be. I suppose um, he's, that I said... suppose that's it's the probably the
0: best of the terrible teams he can go to.
1: Yeah, like that probably. bottom
0: four terrible teams that includes yeah. Buffalo and uh yeah. let's see, it would be Buffalo, Oakland would be bad. Actually, he could go to Oakland too.
1: Yeah, I mean John Gruden does love getting rid of young players and signing old ones. Yeah. So that that he John Gruden's just sitting at home. I, I think the John Gruden game plan, he goes home, he plugs in his GameCube and turns on Madden 2008 and is like, oh yeah, these are the best players we got. And and that's who he uh and that's who he that's who he goes and trades for and signs.
0: Wow, you he has he has a GameCube.
1: <laughs> I think that's what it is. Actually, you know what? No, I have I have no on the GameCube. Demarius Thomas isn't even in that game. That's going too far back. But but you know what? That's what he does. I'm sure that's what <laughs> he, he does. He's trying to he's trying to sign uh, Musin Muhammad. That's who he's really yeah, right. looking for. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Uh, so I who will, are you take? I will take Denver. Uh, at home here. Um, I don't want to take Denver. Here. I don't Houston, either. oh, man. I really they've don't been, They've
0: been on a tear. If, mm, it's that wide receiver wide receiver two spot that worries me about them. Otherwise, I'm picking them 100%. I still might. Actually, yeah. I am going to pick them anyways. Why not?
1: You're going to take Houston? I'm taking Houston.
0: I, I mean, I saw oh. Hopkins last week.
1: I don't know. I, I don't know. Did you watch that game? Yeah, I did. Hopkins um, looked awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he was, but he's he's done for the season. Torn ACL.
0: No 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 Hopkins.
1: Oh Hopkins, Hopkins looked sorry, awesome. Yes. Ho- yes, I know, Hopkins, I know. Hopkins is out. awesome.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I ugh. I'm taking them anyways. It's, it's, Why not?
1: It's foggy. That was that was uh that was ten days ago now. Very, very foggy.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. Next game. Oh Mung. Mung what does Mung do?
1: Oh, uh, Mung says uh Denver assuming Cutie is sent back. So what is that a hedge? Is he saying Houston, if Cutie is back, you know, I, don't I agree think we're with him though him because
0: Cutie is fine. He takes that wide receiver two spot, and he's he's good enough. He's young, but he's good.
1: We're sticking along with Denver. We're not allowing that bull crap. Fine. L. A. Chargers. I I want to say Clippers every time. L. A. Chargers. I know. I hate that. LA, I hate it so much. Like
0: you right? said it's it so one stupid. time a few weeks ago. I heard it, and I'm like, I'm not going to stop the recording for this. I'm going to let it go. I think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the charges come off their bye with some extra time to get those cornerbacks up to speed. If Joey Bosa is back, this defense will look completely different. Uh, none of that affects this offense though. And I like Rivers as a high end quarterback two here. Melvin Gordon is a quarter as a running back one. Eckler in the flex and Allen is a high end wide receiver two. He's he's a second half player. The, the kid can turn it on and become a wide receiver one quite quickly. Don't lose hope. Don't lose faith in Keenan Allen. Um, while I, I'm going to shy away from the other wide receivers, despite the back-to-back big games for uh, Tyrell Williams, L.A. is going to do what they can to slow this game down and keep Russell Wilson off the field because – this is what Russell Wilson does. He gets on the field, wears defenses down over time, and that's how he wins games in the fourth quarter. So if they can shorten this game, that'll be all the better for the Chargers. As for the Seahawks, Russell Wilson connected for three touchdowns, 250 yards to his mishmash receivers. Chris Carson emerged this week as what looks to be the Seattle lead back 205, um, no, 20 carries, 105 yards and a touchdown with two catches to 10 carries 33 yards for Mike Davis. I give him a running back to start this week here at home. Wilson only threw the ball 17 times versus Detroit. So receiving receptions were down across the board. David Moore led with four catches, 97 yards and a very lucky touchdown that bounced off the receiver, off the uh, cornerback's head, then his hands, and then he grabbed it for the touchdown. Um, Doug Baldwin only had two catches on three targets for 26 yards, but just missed a touchdown catch by by millimeters. I like Baldwin in the slot this week and would not be afraid to start him here versus the Chargers. And if it comes to it, I would be fine with Tyler Lackett this week as well in the flex, uh, assuming Joey Bosa is not uh, gearing up to play.
0: Would you really start Baldwin this week?
1: I would. Um, because LA has been horrible against wide receivers. Um, if the pass rush improves here, then that's gonna decrease the uh that's gonna decrease time for the outside receivers and that's gonna increase Baldwin's targets even more. I, I, I don't, know he has not looked good. I, I, I know this, but I think the knee's fine. I think he's gonna be just fine going forward.
0: I think at this point Baldwin joins Alex Collins in in the bench spot where you're <laughs> not gonna start him, but you're probably he's too good to drop and no one's going to trade for him unless they give you peanuts. Yeah. It's just I don't know, I don't I can trust him. I see that. I mean, I so so many people were, were hating on Josh Gordon like earlier this season being like, "Oh, it's going to take him forever to start or whatever." Like, I like what's going on with Baldwin here. He hasn't had one good game yet. Or d- did he have one? I can't even think he of it. He had
1: yeah, he had one. But, right, was uh, it before he your, got injured? Your point injured, is though? very well taken. Uh he, he like I, I wouldn't take a chance. On I mean, him. Right, there were only seventeen completions this game.
0: I don't know. I wouldn't take a chance on him until he does something.
1: Okay. To start. I don't All know, right. Uh, I, I don't mean anything. My opinion
0: means nothing <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, I can definitely see the uh, correlation to Alex Collins. Just don't drop him, okay? I, if if you have better options. Heck, if you got Tyler Boyd, you know, off of waivers, obviously start him over Doug Baldwin. I would absolutely like start
0: him over Doug Baldwin, except he's not playing.
1: <laughs> this oh <week>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, fair enough. Um, I am going to take <laughs> uh, the L.A. Chargers on the road. Actually, this week
0: I'm going to take the Clippers as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Mung says Seattle charge Seattle Chargers might choke per usual. No, hey, sorry. Mong says That's not a
0: sentence what he C- wrote.
1: Seattle, the Chargers might choke per usual, but we could see the LA Chargers winning if Joey Bosa is back. That's that's fair. Was that a good Mung?
0: It was good. It except it wasn't as is <laughs> deep. I think we're I think he just talks slow. I think that's why we're going so we both talk fast. I just realized this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he well, he he enunciates. He has clarity. He's a public speaker. He's taken courses in these things. He's I think he's actually uh, he's a master of the arts in public speaking and telecommunications. I think. oh really? But I'm not positive. I've never seen
0: his degree, so I have no idea. For all I know, he could be like some like <laughs> accountant or something.
1: I I actually can't prove that he ever graduated college. I wasn't. I there. can't either. <laughs> I wasn't
0: there.
1: L.A. <laughs> Rams. At New Orleans, uh, Jared Goff gave you three touchdowns versus Green Bay. Another three could be in store versus the Saints here, uh, though their defense did look tough versus Minnesota. I'm not afraid, and neither is your running back one, Todd Gurley. He doesn't have any fears. He's not afraid of the dark. He's not afraid of spiders. He's certainly not afraid of any NFL defense. He's He About is afraid
0: of running up the score, though.
1: <laughs> he is afraid of running up the score. Very shrewd play, uh, Pulling a, pulling Pro and Brian Westbrook securing the win, taking the knee or the slide, whatever, and um, securing the win for his team. Very smart. I'm sure that frustrated fantasy owners. But when you st- when you have 200 yards and a touchdown, regardless, you know, quit quit whining. Okay, come on, kids. <laughs> um, the uh, as for the wide receivers, Cooks and Woods are good to go, and I like Cooper Cup a lot if he's healthy. He he has potential for two touchdowns week to week. Um, and here we go. Josh Reynolds showed us he can fill in quite nicely. Two touchdowns this week, which was one week late for the cup owners who brought, uh, who bought in on Josh Reynolds last week, who didn't uh, do anything good for you. Um, there was a rare Jeff, Gerald Everett sighting, one catch for 22 yards. The wide receivers are just soaking everything up and they are all wide receiver twos are better. Um, I guess I should be more specific. If Cup can't go, I'm fine with Josh Reynolds and the flex. Absolutely. Uh, as for the New Orleans side of the football, sorry for that awkward pause, um, this was a weird, low-output offensive game for the Saints, but you're not changing your strategy here. You're not setting Breeze. He rises to the occasion against great teams. Alvin Kamara is a running back one. Mark Ingram is a running back two who gets carries in passing down work. Uh, Michael Thomas is a stud, and of course, Ben Watson followed up. Uh, with zero catches after becoming the low special tight end of the week. I really got to stop doing this. Uh, I hate tight ends this year. I like Traquan Smith going forward, and this might be a week he can fit into your flex if you're desperate. Uh, I know we burned last week, but the opportunity is definitely here in a high-scoring offensive game.
0: I just want to point out, you're saying that you're hating tight ends this year. I mean, you you called Jared Cook very early in the season,
1: that's He's true. Off right that's now, true. And and I, but, I also want to say.
0: I also want to say that Mung was uh, was was really high on Ben Watson, who yes. has been not doing much.
1: So you know, no, you know, he, little, he doesn't. He, does, he does Ben Watson things. <laughs> yeah, which uh, which I think his I think he actually makes three million dollars a year, two and a half of which is for um, blocking.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so who do you have? Is, is this even a I'm, question?
1: I'm gonna take LA on the road. I think this is gonna be a a really awesome, really close game, possibly game of the week here. Um, and I'm gonna take LA.
0: I'm taking LA too. They're a more complete team.
1: Yeah. Uh, and Mung says Los Angeles Rams, but close, comma, gonna be a great game. <laughs> Green Bay. Well, I hope New he's England. right. Kicking off your, what's that? I hope he's right. I hope he's right. Green Bay at the New England Patriots uh, for your Sunday night football game. Uh, Not much to say about Aaron Rodgers. He's a clear quarterback. One Aaron Jones was given the keys to the kingdom. Sort of. He led the backfield. Twelve carries only. Not really the key. Full keys, but whatever. It's uh, I guess it's the keys to like a Prius, not a Mustang. Uh, Twelve carries. Eighty six yards and a touchdown to Jamali Williams. Four carries. Nine yards, goal line touchdown. I'd like to see Jones get the goal line work before anointing him as a high-end running back, too. He's still low-end running back, too, for me. Devontae Adams picked up where he left off as a wide receiver. 1-5 catches, 7 targets, 133 yards. But we have a mishmash at wide receiver, two for the Packers now. In Cobb and Allison's absence, I think Velus Gantling earned himself a bit more work. And he went two catches, 45 yards, and a touchdown here on five targets as the wide receiver to this game. To Randall Cobb's four for five of 40, and Allison's one catch for 14. I'd try to avoid this, this thing for now and see how it shakes out. But there's definite upside here, of course, this game versus New England. My gut is telling me to go with Randall Cobb. Uh, as the play here, if you have to pick one of them. A lot of people picked up Valdez-Scantling with Cobb being out, picked up Allison off the waiver wire. Um, to me, I'm, uh, Geronimo Ellison's always just sort of been there, just sort of a guy to me. I know a lot of people disagree, but I don't think he has that much upside. Um, Randall Cobb can either have a huge day or absolutely nothing. Uh, speaking of absolutely nothing, Jimmy Graham, just one catch, 21 yards. That can happen, but Again, high scoring potential in this game. He's a low end touchdown dependent tight end one. As for the uh, New England Patriots tonight, New England gets the bill. Hopefully, everyone can be healthy for this game. If so, could be a great day for Brady, Edelman, as and Gordon as clear wide receiver twos. Gronkowski if he's healthy and James White are starts without question. The biggest thing to see is the health of Sony Michelle combined with the workload Kenyon Barner gets tonight here in Buffalo. I've got to admit, I have not been following the game this evening. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, you'll have to take a look at that yourself. It's Monday Night Football. I'm sure you're watching. Uh, if Barner sees a good number of carries early and Michelle stays out, Barner becomes a uh, legitimate flex play versus Green Bay, I think.
0: I will say that. that I'm, I'm not watching the game, but I'm following it. Uh, James White's already 5-for-5 five five, uh, in 44 yards, and it's been like— 10 minutes
1: oh the game. kids that kid's a monster he's yeah. he's so good on the um
0: yeah he's really good is is he a running back one for the rest of yes. the year is that is oh, that how I, we're viewing him so. now
1: i yeah, i just remember absolutely. i think it was
0: the week that you weren't here that i and i the other one that i hosted i asked mung this was right before sunny michelle came and we talked about selling james white oh and uh it was one week too early. I mean, I I own him, and I'm glad I didn't do that. And I hope some yeah. other people out there didn't do that either. Uh, but you know, I don't think unless you're getting like a, a great haul back, you're not trading him.
1: You're I mean, him. who would you want? Who would you want back? The only thing I would do is, I mean, I'd package him for like girly, an, an elite Nobody's yeah. doing that. Yeah. Obviously,
0: you get um, you, you package him with like a low end running back too or something, and upgrade. Get an elite wide receiver or an elite running back or something.
1: That's At the thing. There's been enough breakout running backs that if you've been playing the waivers well, uh, picked up Philip Lindsay or right. or other guys like that, then he could be the right guy to trade for. You know, if you can get somebody moved for an annoyed Julio Jones owner or something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean that's even Diggs. You might find a sucker out there who thinks Diggs is not worth what he is. And I yeah, mean, would
1: you would you take Diggs for
0: James White straight up? Ooh. I wouldn't if I was a Diggs owner, to be honest.
1: Oh, I thought you were saying, okay, uh no, I would hang on to Diggs. Yeah.
0: I'm just I just throwing it out there. Um Yeah. So uh, Yeah, but but
1: it's close. It's not it's it's not far off, honestly. I know I'm saying are saying something as, as James White went, you know, fifth, sixth round in drafts. Obviously that value oh, doesn't yeah. matter anymore, but Diggs was Diggs was an early uh, uh late second rounder, I think.
0: Right. Um, so on the Green Bay side, uh, Ty Montgomery like really messed up, um, and he's in there clogging up that whole committee of, of Green Bay running backs. Do you th- yeah. think that's a cuttable offense for him? I...
1: I... I certainly hope so. I mean, I, I shouldn't say I hope so. I shouldn't call for a guy's job or anything like that. But as an Aaron Jones owner, I would—I—I I was hoping it would see him ride the bench. I i hope I wanted Jamal Williams to, I don't know, eat too many donuts, Eddie Lacy style. Actually, it was the China food that always got Eddie Lacy. But I would f- hope he finds himself on the bench. Um, I mean, I mean really what I'm kind he, of getting he has, to here, though, what I the want to
0: favorite, say is well, finish, finish.
1: The team is very um, loyal to their players, so they rarely do cut guys or move them or or take away playing time. So I don't actually expect it to do much. Um, I do sort of expect to see this sort of junky committee.
0: I really do think they need to play Aaron Jones more, though. Like if he, Mm -hmm. I mean, twelve carries, like he should be getting like eighteen to twenty carries. And like if you get, like, remember back, way back, going to go in a time machine here and bring up Eddie Lacy. When Aaron Rodgers had a good running, like when, when, yeah, when Eddie Lacy was playing well, yep. Aaron Rodgers was unstoppable. And yes. like I'm not saying that Aaron Jones is going to be like old Ellie, Eddie Lacy. I'm going to say old because he got fat and bad. Um, right. He was one of the most dangerous, like, I mean, he is one of the most dangerous players in the NFL. He was just on a different level when he had everything around him working well. I don't know why they he didn't was try. a first
1: rounder for at least two seasons. Yeah, right.
0: I don't know. They, they, they need to play him more.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, I, I think the problem, I, I mean, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. We don't know, you know, what kind of teammate Aaron Jones is. And, you know, we, we can sit here and say, yes, for fantasy purposes, there's more talent here, but, but the reality is that this is a business. These are teams just like, just like your workplace at your office, you know? Right. Um, the the best guy isn't always necessarily the one getting the job. Right. Uh, I'm going to take New England um, partly out of spite and partly uh, because I think New England's going to spank the Packers.
0: I agree. I think Green Bay is overrated this year. I'm taking
1: New England. Yeah. Uh, Mung also takes New England, but he is a New England fan boy. Homer. So we knew that. And then Monday Night Football, almost as excited as exciting as Thursday Night Football. Tennessee. At Dallas. Let's talk uh, about
0: every player on Tennessee one by one, because they oh all need gosh. to be talked about. And I'm not being sarcastic.
1: I mean, they, <laughs> they get the bye week to prepare for Monday night, uh, but we don't care. I don't uh, care. I'm not touching any of these players until they show it to me once. Uh, Deion Lewis is the only one if you totally need to. I, I don't even want to say the names of I these do, guys, I, honestly. I, I like They've to, irritated me.
0: I do want to point out, though, uh, when when they were being drafted, remember how there were such hot debates about who's going to be the better quarterback between Winston and Mariota? Turns out they both suck. Y- yeah, you know who would have thought that?
1: <laughs> the debate is still <laughs> the debate still rages on, just not exactly how we right. drew it up. <laughs> Uh, for Dallas, uh, Dallas gets a, got, also got a bye to prepare for Tennessee. Ooh, good job, guys. Uh, they've got a new player on this team, Amari Cooper. Is this an upgrade for him? I, I don't actually think so. I think this is a very similar offense that um, that actually throws the ball less than Oakland does. It does make Dak a better streaming quarterback if it comes to it. Uh, again, though, I'm avoiding everybody except uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who himself has not been that great lately. Um, Amari Cooper has not been the kind of guy who's going to stretch the field or open lanes for him or make people come out of the box. Uh, now, watch him rip off 150 yards and three touchdowns, right?
0: Amari Cooper's still better than all the other wide receivers they had on that team. He still has Oh, value. without a question. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't start him. I agree with you. I wouldn't start him this week, but... I would think about a flex spot for him, you know, uh, in a good matchup.
1: Okay. I, I, I just, week one back, I'd rather see it, you know. Oh, I agree. Show it to me. Show it to me. Uh, I'm going to take that Dallas here.
0: Oh, God. Do I have to pick?
1: You technically don't. It's going mean, to be a tie. It count for anything. I'm going to say it's going to be a tie. <laughs> okay. Oh, actually, <laughs> that'd be awesome. And I think you win the hey, week. If, if I'm right. Yeah. Well, can I just, yeah.
0: I I get some sort of prize.
1: Yes, I think that's great. And Mung will give you that prize.
0: Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mung is also gonna take. Um, is also gonna take Dallas. As for that, the teams on the bye, Week Nine, six teams on the bye this week. So be careful. Watch out for your players. Cincinnati, you're missing, of course, Andy Dalton, Joe Mixon, AJ Green, Tyler Boyd. Cincinnati almost gave this game away late to the return of Fitz Magic, but the offense was really good. Hang on to Dalton and Boyd. In fact, I tried to trade for Boyd if his owner is in bad shape this week and is on a bye. Um, he's got nothing pr- but production coming they put the top corners on A.J. Green this guy's doing really well out of the slot Indianapolis Andrew Luck Marlon Mack Naim Hines T.Y. Hilton Eric Ebron Jack Doyle this has been the best possible scenario for Marlon Mack two weeks with multiple touchdowns and 100 plus yards on the ground now go trade him to the desperate Le'Veon Bell owner he got two cake Cakewalk defensive matchups. He's still splitting work with Heinz. Seriously, sell him high for a reliable wide receiver to a running back too. Yeah, the Giants. I, I
0: actually, Eli I have Man- a question. I have Sorry. a question about that. Uh, where where do you see him? Uh, like the rest of the year? Because he's been producing the past couple weeks as running back one.
1: Where where do he you has, think he lies? The rest of the season? He's been phenomenal. He's been really good. But I I, I would trade him. I I think. So I mean, I would trade him too because his
0: his. his his value is not going to get any higher than it is right now.
1: Never. But where do you never. think
0: he actually but, settles into?
1: I think he's going to be a timeshare running back. He's going to he's going to have about seventy percent of the workload, so it's going to be more his field than a timeshare. But he is going to share time with uh, with Naim Hines. Hines was even getting uh, goal line carries in this game. Um, I think he's a
0: low, but, mid to low running back too.
1: Yeah, he's a, right? yeah. He's, a, he's a Lamar Miller with more patch catching upside. So he's so he's a mid to low range running back, too, in my opinion. He Don't be fooled. He played against two awful running defenses so far.
0: Right. Uh,
1: you can New move York on. Giants? It's okay. <laughs> Anything else?
0: No, I, that's all I had to say.
1: Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, folks. It's a little disjointed. my fault. I, I know I have the attention span of a flea. Um, New York Giants... I mean, Eli Manning, if you're doing that, but Saquon, Odell, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, nothing new to report for this team. The Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Blake Bortles, Leonard Fournette, TJ Yeldon, Carlos Hyde, I guess, Dante Moncrief, D.D. Westbrook, maybe Fournette will be back. Hyde did nothing on his uh, his six carries here. Yeldon is just a flex of Fournette's out, but it, it the, the lookings of it are, I mean, the team reporting that he's going to be 100 percent, Ian Rappaport's reporting is going to be 100 percent after this bye week when he comes back the week after. I, I don't see how anybody could possibly have the confidence there. Um, you're certainly not selling him because he has running back one upside, but I don't know. Just just be wary Um, Philadelphia, Carson Wentz, Corey Clement, Wendell Smallwood, Elshon, Nelson Aguilar, Zacherts. We have a total mess at running back. Three to four players in there. I hope you're not relying on any of them. In Arizona, Josh Rosen, your (laughs) close-have player of the week. David Johnson, who left the game with a concussion but did return within the same game. He should be fine. Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, Ricky Seals-Jones. Arizona walked away with a fourth-quarter victory on those two Rosen touchdowns. David Johnson accrued 14 points. Like I said before, hold on to these guys for now. They're going to get a whole bye week. With the new offensive coordinator, we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what happens there. Anything on those guys? No. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, I, that's for the bust. Uh, I will take you through the injuries now. After I take a cool sip of nice, clean, clear, beautiful water. That was, of course, Bobby Boucher for for those uh, for the millennials out. Uh, there. underrated for the movie. I just want to
0: point out. Very underrated movie.
1: Oh, very, very underrated. I actually, I went on a string of uh, rewatching some Adam Sandler movies. I don't think Billy Madison holds up to the test time anymore, but The Waterboy is good.
0: I don't know if I agree with you, but I, I once again, I, I haven't. I think that I think that's, I think that's a very, very years. out
1: there opinion that nobody would agree with.
0: Well, I think Billy Madison's on Netflix now, so I'll I'll give it a watch and and I'll let you know. Take it's it for a, take it
1: for a spin. Take I it will. for a whirl. All right, let's get to, to to some to some injuries. Quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill, right shoulder sprain. Do you care? I don't. Josh Allen, right elbow sprain. Do you care? I also don't. Jameis Winston, not hurt, but his bottom might be pretty sore, might get some splinters as he, as he sits on the bench and watches Ryan Fitzpatrick throw for 400 yards. And Big Ben with a finger, it was on his left hand. He does not throw with that hand, ladies and gents, so all should be well. It does stink to to sprain a finger, though. That does, that does suck. Uh, your running backs, Melvin Gordon with the hamstring. Probable to return this week with the Chargers. Uh, he, he got that full time to rest. Matt Barina and this high ankle sprain, mid-ankle sprain, low ankle sprain, whatever you want to call it. He aggravated it yet again. He's questionable for this week. We've seen him recover quickly again. He's gonna come in. He's gonna mess up that situation for you. Don't don't get egg on your face and mustard on your shirt like I did this week. Avoid, avoid. Raheem Mustard, and don't trust Matt Breida. Royce Freeman, high ankle sprain, questionable again this week. They generally take a few weeks, as we know. Philip Lindsay's good to go. Theo Riddick with the knee injury. We're awaiting uh, some more info, quest, uh, but might not go this week. He, he impacts Carrion Johnson more than anything else, though. So, Chris Thompson with a rib in the knee. The monitor the practice reports. He, he was banged up a little more coming out of this game. If he's good to go, um, I like him as a running back, too, if he's fully healthy. If not, um, Adrian Peterson should be just fine. Elijah McGuire with the foot fracture been on IR since the summer. He could return here, have some fantasy relevance if uh, because Bilal Powell is done for the season. He was the preferred back heading into the or heading into the season in the offseason. Delvin Cook and his hamstring questionable again this week. Keep monitoring the practice reports. Sony Michel knee, knee sprain sitting this week. We're going to see what Kenyon Barner can do. I think to this point, Kenyon Barner has all of zero carries. Um, I expect Sonim Sheldrake to return without a hitch. Dante Foreman and his Achilles injury, he's still on the pup. I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. The way timetables work, um, I think he would have had to be an activated off the pup, and then you get him three weeks to actually activate him onto the roster and play him. Um, I think he's a lot more hurt than than we prior believed. Um, Darren Sproles and the hamstring sprain, strain, been out since week one, doubtful for this week again. He would join a, a five running back committee in Philadelphia anyways. Leonard Fournette on the bye. Ronald Jones hamstring strain week to week. Not a good thing for Tampa Bay or for Ronald Jones owners. As for our wide receivers, uh, Tyree Kill with the gro- groin strain. This is sad. This might be a while. I hope not. Fire up Sammy Watkins here. And I, uh, I don't that, think it's going to slow down Pat Mahomes. I think he's going to be just fine.
0: It's giving me but, some PTSD to uh, years past with uh, Diggs. Hope this oh, does not yeah, stick around. God.
1: Yeah, I hope this. I I hope I hope that ain't the case. Uh, Cooper Cup MCL sprain, questionable. Monitor the reports. Will Fuller ACL tear, always a bummer. Out for the season. Quincy Nunua not likely to be back. Kenny Stills doesn't matter. Albert Wilson, um, he's. Uh, I think he's. I think he is on the IR. Actually, I, I think he is. Uh, oh,
0: I can double check that. Uh, you finish up, and I'll. I'll.
1: Yeah, if you could while I talk about uh, the tight ends. There's actually not a ton to talk about for the tight ends, just Rob Gronkowski is always on the injury report. Let's see what tonight brings us. Um, He's been okay so far. Uh, hopefully his backer and his ankle are just fine. And then um, Kyle Long, who is the uh, offensive guard for the Chicago Bears, right foot. Obviously not a player you're starting, but this guy is the anchor of this offensive line. And I think this could be trouble for Jordan Howard going forward. Uh, Tariq Owen Moore gets out into space, gets the ball in the open field, whereas Jordan Howard relies on this offensive line a lot more. So going back to that question you asked earlier, um I don't know how much you can actually sell Jordan Howard for. It's probably actually better just to hang on to him for now, but I could see you definitely taking other options.
0: I, and I have the update on Albert Wilson. He is on IR, so make sure you drop him.
1: Yeah, I don't know how I forgot that. That's that's absolutely accurate. Um, as for the waiver wire column this week, quarterbacks, Mitchell Trubisky. Another straight week of production and offense that's playing well. He's a high-end quarterback two streamer. Um, Maybe even a low-end quarterback one at this point. He's been a quarterback one week to week. Um, It's time to start believing. Uh, Derek Carr. If you're desperate um, heading forward, he does have a couple weeks of good product uh, of good defenses facing, uh, good de- good defensive matchups coming. I would try to avoid it this week, but just keep your eyes and ears open, see what he can do. Ryan Fitzpatrick, always tons of upside. Similar player to Winston, tons of interceptions and yardage and touchdowns, which dials up 20 ploy- 20 plus points for fantasy, right? Um, as for the running backs, Tariq Cohen, if, if he's unowned in any leagues anymore, then, then you're playing with a bunch of numbskulls, and you ought not be one yourself. Come on, high-impact player in Chicago's offense, continues to produce as a PPR running back one, a 70-yard catch for a touchdown here. He's a must-own, should be 100% in every league. Marlon Mack uh, was Indianapolis' clearly back yet again. Um, if this he has running back two floor right now in a PPR, own him. Um, Nick Chubb. On, on Cleveland, he showed that he's dominating the workload for the running backs here. If he's somehow still under, unowned in a league, I think he's a guy to absolutely get. Whereas Duke Johnson, he's an avoid for me. I'm not doing it. Ido Smith is getting a flex-worthy workload week to week um, with Devontae Freeman gone, and he steals the uh, goal line carries. I actually think in Atlanta, Devontae, uh, Kevin Coleman's been there longer, so they're giving him the run, but it feels like they actually prefer Edo Smith in those high leverage situations. Aaron Jones, still frustrating that he's giving so much workload to those other two running backs, Ty, uh, Ty Montgomery, as we talked about before. Um, if he could get solid production, he he would be a running back one, honestly, if he could get all the production on this offense. Jalen Richard, who was very lowly owned last week, he showed why he should be in a PPR owned. He is a definite um, PPR two or th- uh, running back two or three from week to week here. Um, and then Kenyon Barner we talked about last week, but Cordero Patterson is actually leading the uh, the running backs and carries this game thus far. Just watch to see what happens later. New England still only up six points on the Bills, so if they score a couple touchdowns, touchdowns and get up big they might start running barter a ton but michelle might be just fine coming back into next week as for the wide receivers um one of the top priority wide receivers for me this week is chris connelly on the kansas city Chiefs. he should be available in your leagues with tyree kill gone sammy watkins is going to be awesome but pat mahomes has shown that he can find whoever's open so it'll be an uptick for travis kelsey kareem hunt uh, Sammy Watkins and Chris Connolly is definitely going to get at least worth amount of work here. David Moore, who keeps making things happen for the Seattle Seahawks. Another week, another touchdown. He's been doing just fine. 100 yards this past week. Um, it's a little bit fluky, but Russell Wilson is going to throw more passes than seven. Uh, he's going to make more completions than 17 on a week-to-week basis, so there is definite upside here. DJ Moore, now up to 70% of snaps, not necessarily getting the catches, but he has upcoming matchups with Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, Detroit. He was the top, uh, t- uh, top wide receiver taken in the draft. They totally believe in his talent. The targets will be on the upswing later in the season and against those teams, you could be in for a boatload of points. Devontae Parker, if you believe it, I don't believe it, but heck, I'm not always right. Devontae Parker, if you've got a spot on your bench in a deep league. And Danny Amendola, I actually prefer in the PPR league to Devontae Parker, who is also widely available in most leagues. Um, That'll about wrap it for, uh, for the new wide receivers for this week. As for your tight ends... Ed Dixon, um, he, he's the starter in Seattle right now. Two catches, 54 yards, and a touchdown this week. You could definitely do worse than that, and Russell Wilson is looking for a tight end to, to connect to. He was doing fine with Nick Vennett and Will Disley earlier, but Ed Dixon is healthy now. He is a much better tight end than those two other guys. Um, Jared Cook's still not at a hundred percent. He is a tight end one week to week, um, especially with Amari Cooper gone. Derek Carr somehow found this new life and he's got good defenses or, you know, good defensive matchups he's playing against to make completions to the tight end and to score some points. So while I don't overall trust in this team, I do trust in Jared Cook by and large. That'll cover it.
0: Oh, okay, good.
1: (laughs) <laughs> you got anything
0: else you want to add no i, I think we're done i, I mean let's okay. just let's just shut it off right now and not even say goodbye yep. to everybody
1: I think, I think Mung would be remiss, would be really unhappy if he listened to this and didn't hear me, uh, root for, or tell you to go add the Kansas city chiefs defense. He's really, really all in on that. I think that's the most, the biggest thing that he's, he's in. on, um, they are returning, uh, two, two defensive starters. The defense is going to improve. They've got some worse teams coming up ahead. So they're going to be able to grind out some games and have to keep the high scoring, high flying mechanics going. So there's going to be longer drives for Kansas city and more time, uh, with the offense on the field stalling or uh, making drives take longer, taking the ball out of opposing team's hands. So that's only going to vote well for the defense. If you're in a league where they're not owned and you can stash them, you might as well try and stash them because they may end up a weekly, a weekly, uh, a weekly um, defense one start.
0: Man, you talked a lot about a defense you didn't want to talk about.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I just sort of started rambling. I was, I was watching James Devlin because he's, he's, He's an absolute unit, I think, to quote uh, the other co-host on this show.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Are we done? I think we're done.
1: Uh, I've been trying yeah, to end I, this for I, like
0: I, f- like two minutes.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, well. I actually don't I, care. I didn't remember what Meng says here. He says something about, well, uh, that'll do it for our show this week. Um, if you, again, uh, I hope you're doing well in your leagues. Uh, keep adding keep fighting strong even if you're losing games this is why we have the waiver wire section add players put them in find the good defensive matchups. find the good lineups for your team and beat teams this is the time of the season where people get a little lackadaisical especially those teams at the top you can sneak wins in when they're just starting guys not paying attention to their matchups enough you can sneak in wins with these low-level players like heck Chris Conley could give you wide receiver one week this week, and he could single-handedly win it for you. So the wins are there for the taking. You just have to reach your hand up, grab the red delicious apple out of the tree, and pluck it and take a big, nice bite on that ripe, juicy apple that's there for the taking. Or the pumpkin. I know it's Halloween season. We, if you hated this episode, you can go ahead and uh, go on the Twitter and tweet at FFA underscore Mung. Tell him how bad it is, how awful it was that he was gone. Or, you can actually tweet him how much you love the lows. Everybody wants a dose of the lows. You can tweet F- at FFA underscore Los and thank me for this show this week. You can tweet at FFA underscore Dan. Thank him for showing up, showing up, hearing his voice. we love We'd like to get him on the podcast. We do like to have him on the podcast, Stan. That's it. That is actually absolutely true. We're available on (laughs) iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Whether you're listening to us on your computer or your mobile device, don't forget to hit subscribe so you automatically download. And you get us early, first thing, earlier than anybody else. I can almost guarantee that every Tuesday morning.
0: I'm actually probably going to post this tonight. We don't have to go through Mung. This is all me. Boom! This is all me. Boom! We're getting this in, like,
1: exactly as long as this
0: took us to record.
1: For our insomniacs out there, you can listen to us tonight.
0: <laughs> I'm Are you going to say the, off off the last line? You could say it.
1: Say the last line. Uh, I don't know what he says. Oh, uh, oh, it's a, it's it's you know, a
0: fantasy world, and we're all addicts a, in it. Now you say it.
1: Okay. And as always, it's a fantasy world, and we're all just addicts in it. Thanks, addicts. Karen is the proven expert in addiction treatment. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in
0: recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit CARON.org slash real. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery. Put industry leading, difference-making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte Technology Careers at deloitte.com slash techcareers and engineer your future at Deloitte.